Now, I was talking before half past about the um, Super Recognisers Association. I'm fascinated by this. Uh, I don't know if you've, you might have done it over the weekend like I did. I saw a face and I thought, well, I know that person. Uh, I know who that is. But of course, you know, I wasn't able to actually put a name to the face. However, if you are one of those that can put the name to the face and you, you turn out to be right, then it could be that you are a super facial recognizer. This skill is possessed by one or two percent of the population, which I think is actually, you know, quite a significant number if it really has the kind of uses it does. One of them is Mike Neville. He's with the British Association of Super Recognizers and helps set up a unit within Scotland Yard. He's now consulting all over the world and is uh, we can consult with him this morning. Mike, good morning. Happy New Year. Well, good, good evening from here and good morning there. How did you recognise that you had this skill in the first place? Well, I got it partial. I was the boss at Scotland Yard, and what happened was I was in charge of circulating images of suspects caught on CCTV. So as I circulated these images and said, who are these people in the pictures who committed robberies, burglaries, rapes, and whatever, I started to collate the names of the officers who made the identifications. And it became apparent that certain officers made lots of identifications and so i got to work with professor josh davis from uh, greenwich university and, and we developed a test to see what are they just good officers or have they got something else this is a natural skill and what we discovered that they had a natural skill uh, which is the, uh, the super recognized the term comes from harvard from some research on people who are quite the opposite they're called prosopagnosics they can't even recognize their own face so they're the extreme opposite of, of super recognized <laughs> is it the last one you'd want <laughs> in your detective yeah, squad no no use absolutely. to me at all okay yeah. so uh, give me a scenario then uh, where a super recognizer uh, can make a a difference in a case well probably the most famous case is the novichok cases the salisbury assassin uh, case the Rus two russians what happened there uh, is that uh, all the videos were gathered of from salisbury town center or city center uh, from the railway station and the like and then all the videos were gathered from uh, transport hubs like uh, gatwick airport heathrow wherever flights arrived from russia and the super recognizers were tasked to uh, the super recognizers were tasked to go through all those videos thousands of hours and say where the two people are so that they match them up that's how they found those two assassins wow i thought we had computers doing that now well if we give you an example of computers computers and your listeners will know if you go to the airport you can use automated facial recognition but you have to stand still you have to look dead into the camera you have correct light and you have the correct angle in the london riots of 2011 we had 4,000 images captured on cctv of people looting rioting robbing and assaulting the police of course lots of those images aren't front on they're, they're, in, they're in dark conditions they're side on people got masks on the computer managed to identify one out of 4,000 one one officer pc yeah, one pc gary collins identified 180 including somebody wearing a bandana and a hat. So if you think, just by his eyes, so if you think in this world today, who could have imagined a year ago that the bank would insist on you wearing a mask? I mean, in, in a year ago, if you went to a, a bank with a mask on, they would have called the police and arrested you. Now it's the other way around. So 
super recognizers can identify people just by their eyes, where machines need a very, very tightly uh, arranged image. How far away, I don't know if you saw that TV series, and I can't remember the name of it now, but I'm sure you know what I'm talking about, where um, they were inserting fake video and all, all this kind of stuff. But they had the ability to follow uh, people all around town on CCTV. Are we decades away from that? We're, we're a long way away. I mean, I was in Beijing. You hear all these stories about China saying, oh, they could follow everybody across Beijing. No way. They couldn't even keep the internet going in the hotel. Uh, you know, it's all nonsense. That's just designed to frighten the people. And, and to be quite honest, in New Zealand and UK, do we want to live in a place where the CCTV can follow you everywhere? I don't think many of us do. You know, I'm a retired senior police officer. There's a balance between freedoms. And I think what's important about super recognizers is that people, I think, prefer the idea of a person saying that's who it is rather than a machine saying, arrest that person, search that person. That sounds horrible. And, and what you can do is, of course, you can combine the two. So the facial recognition can be used to scan thousands of faces, but the super recognizer has the ultimate decision, yes or no. Is this something that police forces are now recognising, sorry, no pun intended, but are now <laughs> picking up on and saying, oh, wow, there really is potential here? Yeah, yes. So, so uh, it started off with me in, in the UK, and that's it's spreading around the UK. Germany in particular has got lots, because I went. they had a lot of sex attacks by big crowds uh, about two or three years ago on New Year's Eve. So the super recognisers from England went there, took them to Germany. Bizarrely, they found the German super recognisers. It's, it's almost as though they've got a sort of link in their head or something. Uh, but then in the Southern Hemisphere, uh, Sergeant Chris Tritton over in Queensland Police uh, a set up a union. It would be very easy to do in New Zealand because all we do is we screen all the police officers and all the people who work for the force and, and you say, right, they're, they're never going to pass. They've got a potentially high score and then you just give them further and further tests. And, and I'm sure the chief constable or the commissioner is at Scotland Yard, if there was a murder and there's images, I knew exactly which officers to show them to. It's just a, another tool, another weapon in the arsenal of the police to identify more criminals and also to say that is not the person so the innocent people aren't arrested is this something you can train mike or something you've either got or you haven't no it's a gift it's a gift it's a gift and so we have to find the people who've got the gift uh, and then you can train them how to use it to best effect it's like if you're you could be the most talented 16-year-old rugby player in New Zealand, but you can't be slotted into the All Blacks straight away because you've got to learn the tactics, you've got to learn the rules, you've got to have the proper equipment. And it's the same with super recognisers. It's about finding people who've got the raw talent and then developing it so they can use it in an operational and legal way so the evidence they present is fair and in accordance with New Zealand law. I think the point you made about uh, being caught by a, uh, a cop over being caught by a computer. Um, I think that might well resonate with people. Thank you so much for your time. Really appreciate no it. Thank you. Mike Neville, uh, police officer or former police officer now, retired from the UK on super recognising. What do you think of that?